This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Hi, it's Claire Kimball here, the founder of The Squiz. This week marks six years of putting out The Squiz Today podcast, and I just wanted to say a huge thank you for listening. If you love what we do, and we hope you do, please tell your friends about us. It's all the birthday present we could ever need. Good morning, I'm Alex Ty. And I'm Alice Dempster. It's Tuesday the 17th of October. In your Squiz Today, a humanitarian crisis in Gaza. Next steps after the voice defeat, Microsoft finally gets to buy Activision, and Afghanistan shocks English cricketers. This is your Squiz Today. Alice, we've mentioned the humanitarian crisis unfolding in Gaza as Israel retaliates after the attack by Hamas on Israelis 10 days ago. And as Palestinians evacuate their homes in advance of that imminent Israeli invasion, the United Nations and others are sounding the alarm about the conditions there. Yeah, these warnings started after Israel blocked food, water, medicine and fuel from entering the territory. Although there were reports yesterday that fresh water had been allowed into the south of Gaza after pressure from the United States. Hundreds of thousands of Gazans are moving from the north to the south after Israel warned locals to get out. And the United Nations is trying to help, but one official said that Gaza is being strangled. They've also warned that hospital patients are in danger if their backup power generators run out of fuel. The big question is over that Israeli invasion, and the US President Joe Biden has warned Israel that the occupation of Gaza would be a big mistake. But there is a big reason why Israel says it's determined to go in. Yeah, it has to do with the vast tunnel system that Hamas has built underneath Gaza City. In the past, the group has claimed that they have 500 kilometres of tunnels in the territory. Those tunnels have helped them to hide from Israel's airstrikes and they'd also give Hamas fighters an advantage in any ground conflict. But experts say that the expulsion of civilians indicates that the Israeli army is planning to bomb and destroy the tunnel network, which could result in damage to civilian infrastructure as well. While all of this is happening, Egypt, which is to the south of Israel, is having to figure out what to do about its land border with Gaza and whether to let foreign aid and civilians pass through safely. It's a situation that's left the UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres to say that we are on the verge of the abyss in the Middle East. The Albanese government is considering its next steps to close the gap for Australia's Indigenous people, and reports say that one option being considered is an interim policy advisory group to report to the Prime Minister. And Alex, there was also more to be said about why the referendum was defeated. Labor MP Marianne Scrimmager represents large parts of the Northern Territory and she says an element of racism played a part. In her words, there was a lot of bullying and other misinformation that was peddled out. But one of her Labor colleagues, Mike Freelander, yesterday said that the Yes campaign was an echo chamber of elites talking to elites. Peter Dutton is also looking at what went down and has started walking back a commitment that the coalition would hold its own referendum on recognising Indigenous Australians. He said that plan is going to be reviewed. The ABC has been ordered to pay out $390,000 after it lost a defamation trial. 
The broadcaster was being sued by Heston Russell, an ex-soldier who they linked to war crimes. And it's those reports that were found to be defamatory, Alex. At first, the ABC tried to prove that the allegations were true before it dropped that defence and relied instead on the new defence of public interest. But the court ruled in favour of Russell. It said the ABC couldn't show that it had reasonably believed the reports were in the public interest. For his part, Russell spoke outside court yesterday. He said the case had traumatised him more than any enemy we ever faced overseas. But the justice, Michael Lee, was also critical of Russell, saying he'd embraced the public controversy and used it to further his personal causes and profile. That is a reference to Russell's run for federal parliament last year and his regular spots on radio and TV. Microsoft has finally completed its purchase of the game studio Activision Blizzard in a deal that took 20 months to complete and came with a US $68.7 billion price tag. If that sounds like a lot, Alex, it's because it is. It's the biggest acquisition Microsoft has ever made, and it puts the makers of the Xbox console even more firmly in the centre of the huge and growing video game industry. With that deal now complete, Microsoft will own games like World of Warcraft, Call of Duty and Candy Crush, which are some of the biggest franchises in the sector. And you also mentioned that it took 20 months to complete the deal. That's because the size of it meant that there were regulatory concerns in both the US and the UK. Those concerns were finally ironed out and the deal closed over the weekend. The Microsoft Gaming CEO, Phil Spencer, celebrated the news by saying, today is a good day to play. A message now from our podcast partner, Sunbeam. With so many unhealthy snacks on offer, it can be hard to find something to keep your kids satisfied and happy. Sunbeam's dried fruit and cheese chilled snacks contain only real fruit and real cheese with no artificial colours or flavours. And they're a great source of calcium. It's a snack you can feel good about giving them while you're on the go. Pick up a pack today in the dairy fridge at your local Woolworths, Coles or independent retailer. We already knew these people were legends, but now it is official. Three Aussie sports people have been inducted into the Sports Hall of Fame. They are former Wallabies captain Mark Eller, surfer Lane Beachley and AFL star Bob Skilton. Mark Eller was the first Indigenous Aussie to captain a national sports team and he was surprised by this recognition yesterday. He said, I haven't played rugby since I was 25 and I'm 60-something, so it's been a long time, but I'm (laughs) honoured. So that's really nice for him. What a legend. And Alice, (laughs) while we're on sport, the big story from the international scene is that the Afghanistan cricket team beat England in the Cricket World Cup with a 69-run win. The English are the defending champs, so the sports commentators are calling it one of the biggest sporting upsets of all time. Squiz the day, Alice. What is coming up today? Well, if you're a fan of the National Press Club, the Facebook whistleblower Francis Haugen and journalist Peter Grester will speak there today, so that's one to keep an eye out for. And that is it for us today. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back with you tomorrow.
G'day, Kate Watson here. I'm the host of Weekly Wrap and News Club, a place for conversations about the news. It's budget week, so I'm here to tell you about our News Club episode from last week, where Claire chatted with James Chessel. He's the former Managing Director of Publishing at Nine Entertainment. He was also a staffer earlier in his career, so they have a good chat about how the budget sausage is made. Here's a small snippet. The most important policy or set of policies the government will announce every year. So it's important that it's not um, announced willy-nilly, although mm. they do leak <laughs> a, a fair amount of it. Yeah. And there is a famous time when uh, when um, Laurie Oakes, the nine journalist, got his hand on the budget papers b- the day before the budget and was it's able to such print. such an incredible story. Was able to print a lot of it, um, which was, you know, absolutely amazing. Um, <laughs> but the other thing is... A lot of what the Treasurer will announce has the ability to move markets, yeah. um, direct impact on on businesses and, and other organisations. So, you know, there does need to be some rigour and uh, confidence that it will be handed, handled in an appropriate, appropriate way. For more on that chat, just search for News Club in your podcast app or follow the link in your episode notes.